Hey there, and welcome back to the Youth of the Nation podcast. Today, we'll be talking about social media and how it affects students' lives. And how can we truly help students have a better conversation or even a better time around social media? How can they love God at the same time? Also, what we'll be talking about is a story time where I talk about the first sermon that I ever preached when I was in youth and how much that impacted me, but also how much I realized I had to be led in what I was doing. And of course, we'll be talking about some what's the haps. We'll be sharing some NBA talk. Man, I'm glad the NBA is back. It, it finally feels like sports have met this trifecta. And I know the NHL is back, but I don't watch hockey, so that's not my trifecta. But the NBA is here. Oh, I love it. Uh, the NFL has been here for a couple weeks. Soccer's here, which I guess is cool, but baseball's finishing. The Cubs aren't in it, as you guys know, I am a fan of, but that's okay. Sports are back. Sports are here. Sports are ready to go. So I am excited for it. So if you're not a big sports fan, uh, you want to gonna skip the first part of what's the haps. But of course, what we're going to start with is story time. I... <laughs> I think my, my story this today is, is funny because there is actually documentation of this happening. Uh, it was my first sermon that I've ever shared in my whole entire life. I've never shared. I had never shared before that point. And the, and, and the moments that I have shared have been in small group Bible settings that didn't really you know, need me to share or need me to share, share the gospel anyway, if that makes sense. But what I realized (laughs) is I had no clue what I was talking about. The scripture that I used was a way out of context. I believe I used a scripture uh, in Genesis or even maybe even Leviticus. I don't know, somewhere in the scriptures. And it was something about a sheep amongst wolves. And, you know, I should have this more uh, nailed down, but it's I'm literally just calling this from memory right now. And when I shared this sermon, I was ready to go. It was called God So Uncomfy. Because my life, my mantra, kind of my quote, you know, I live by quotes as well, is, you know, I'm unashamed of the gospel for it's the power of God saving everybody who believes, Romans 1.16, right? I'm a part of that 1.16 movement. I love Christian music, love Christian rap, but... um. The funniest thing about this was I was sharing, I was truly sharing on based on what I knew of God. Yes, I read scripture, but I really would truly was just sharing from what I knew of God. So what I did is I took the video from Social Club Misfits where I played their song uh, that Chris Durso was in called Misfits, where he's talking about being uncomfortable and um, that we need to that um, that people aren't going to enjoy us that people aren't going to like the way we live and all of these things like sharing so much of of what I believed and just of what I knew like I truly was just sharing a sermon based on this video and about 10 minutes in trust me you can go watch this if you go on now I'll delete I'm going to delete it soon but if you go now to my Twitter account Oh, not my Twitter account, my YouTube account, and you type in got hashtag God so uncomfy fusion dot church something like that. You will you will find a very 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 
skinny version of myself uh, wearing a bunch of wrinkly clothes and sharing a sermon that makes zero sense. I can remember because I had homegirl recorded on my phone um, to be like, hey, can you um, can you make sure like, can you record this? Because, you know, it's going to be such a good sermon. It's just going to change people's lives and blah, blah, blah. And my Eddie, my pastor at the time said, you have about 20, 25 minutes to share. I think I took 29, 30, 35 or even 40 minutes to share this message. The goal to say is that I don't believe I truly shared the gospel in that moment. I don't believe I knew what I was saying. I don't believe I even had an idea of what I was speaking. But this is where the important part comes in. Someone believed in me. Someone truly, truly looked at me and said, I believe in you. And they believed in me because I, I they saw that Jesus was working in me. I had just got saved recently. Or not even, before I got saved, I was in the church. So I might have not even been saved, but I had just got saved. And I just wanted to share the gospel to everybody that I could. I, I wanted to go down the streets. I wanted you guys have heard this a couple of these stories before. Like I truly wanted everybody to hear the gospel that I have heard. I, I, and I needed everybody to know it. And at first, I had no clue what I was saying. I would share messages that made no sense and had no biblical context or no really no biblical backing. I was basically fitting the gospel into my story. And I was taking whatever the gospel had for me and I would say, you know what, my story works. And I'll just add a Bible verse in there. That's what I was doing. And at first I was truly disappointed with myself because I couldn't come uh, I couldn't come to grips now or even after that. How you would share such a sermon like that. But someone believed in me. Someone saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. Someone saw a faith that I had. Someone saw a belief that I have. Someone saw the gift of speaking that I have that I could not see in myself. It took someone outside of myself to see that and to truly realize that I could do that. Like, there's so many young people that don't know that they have the gift of speaking, the gift, you know, the gift of prophecy, you know, the gift of prophecy, the gift of healing. Like, again, I'm from a charismatic church where I, where I know some charismatic people like but even regular gifts of like gifts of that we see in the church every day. There's not there's people, there's students like 14, 13, 14 year old students that have the call, that have the mission, that we don't call out. Man, come on. Like, and my and, and the story is me sharing a bad sermon, but the lesson in that is Eddie saw something in me, and now I love preaching. Now I got my own way on like how I like to prepare my sermons, and I learned from that sermon after Eddie spoke to me that I wasn't sharing it the best way I could and my words were not effective. But I realized how my words could be effective. What I was trying to do is I was trying to do the mega church pastor thing. And I pretty much took all of the words and sermons I knew and just threw them into one and said, hey, this is what I have. And so often we don't want to put those students on stage or the students on 
uh, in any type of leadership role because they don't know what they're talking about. But at one point, you didn't know what you were talking about. Like, in one point, we truly had no idea on who we were speaking to or who we were talking about. We knew that we loved Jesus, that it was really good, and I raise my hands sometimes when I'm worshiping him. I don't know why, but I have to tell someone about it. And some kids have that same heart. So we got to make sure that they know that the heart that they have, that we had it at one point. That we had the idea of like, yo, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, but I know that I love God and that's good enough. And yo, when they're young in their faith, that is. And then we get to walk with them and teach them that. So first lesson in this story is do not share a sermon if you have no idea what you're talking about. Especially to my leaders out there, like, just prepare. Preparation is so great. It is so great. I can truly tell when I have prepared and when I have uh, not prepared. You guys ever know that pastor that's like, yo, listen, the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, I was just uh, I was just writing my sermon this week and the Holy Spirit just told me to change my message. Now, listen, I ain't going to be out here sinful saying the Holy Spirit isn't speaking to you. That's not my part and that's not my motive. But what I am going to say is sometimes I know that that pastor that is on stage, they ain't speaking to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit said, yo, uh, you got to speak in two hours and you don't have a message ready. Uh, here you go. Right. I can't be the only one that thinks that Like, I, I can't be the only one that notices like, man, I feel like when we say the Holy Spirit you know, has anointed me with this word, which most of the time it is true. I ain't dissing no Holy Spirit. But sometimes I know that uh, we sometimes just don't speak. We just don't have the words for it. Like, we truly just don't. We did not prepare. And that that's okay, but let's just be honest about it. And that was me. Uh, and actually, I prepared that sermon. I prepared that sermon for weeks. Um, but I had no clue what I was talking about. I didn't know my my you know my preparation strategies and how I wanted to share it. Uh, but what I know now is that I was called and uh, someone saw that in me and believed in me. And it was so good. Hey, guys, that's my story. Now let's go on to What's the Haps. Here we go with some What's the Haps. Man. Uh, honestly, the Haps is basketball is back. And I, I was going to make it corny and be like, well, it's here to stay. No, it'll be gone in June. Uh, but basketball is back. And I'm really excited about it. And this is the reason why. Okay. My favorite player to ever play the game is LeBron James. Okay. Now, I'm not here to have a GOAT conversation or to be like, who? this is the GOAT. And this is the reason of the goat and goat this and goat black. I'm not here for that. I'm not present for that. That's this. This isn't time to argue about that. I'll have John Asher and Talin on later to talk about, which are some of my friends to talk about the greatness of everybody and why this person's good and why this person is good. But right now I'm not here to talk about that. What I'm here to say is how excited I am about the whole basketball season as a whole. And this is why. The West is already really good, and we already know that. Like, no one is surprised 
that the rest is really the West is really good. And no one's like, man, the rest is really good. And I'm super excited. And the East is just, you know, a three team, whoever wants to win, I guess, <laughs> in a certain game. Like, that's truly what it is. But this is what I'm excited about. My favorite player, LeBron James, is on my favorite team, which was my favorite team before LeBron James was on that team. And they're going to be good. Like, guys, they're going to win games, and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> and, like, just seeing LeBron, like, mentor those young people is already great. Like, I'm already excited about it. So, LeBron is on the Lakers, and I'm super excited about that. And uh, I'm also going to the game November 3rd. Uh, me and Julia are going to go ahead and drive over to Portland and uh, watch the game. It's kind of our uh, gift uh, to ourselves. Um, so we're super excited about that. And I get to see the GOAT play. But anyway, uh, not here to have GOAT conversations. But anyway, like straight up, I'm so excited about the Lakers and the Warriors and um, just the whole season as a whole. Like NBA Twitter and NBA fandom is so much more fun than in the NFL. Like, I feel like the NFL is just always so angry. Like, they're just so mad all the time. Like, you guys know that friend that's just mad all the time? Like, like, all the time. Like, I was at this housewarming, and I ain't gonna name names, but there was this person, and they were just negative the whole time. Uh, and, uh, I was being told that they were negative, and I was like, you know, no one's that negative. Like, no one truly has the mindset that this is bad all the time. But no, she did. That that was the mindset. Negativity. And that's what I feel like the football season is like. You know, we figure out who's good and who's bad, and now it's just angry. Like, I can remember when the Seahawks weren't that great. I was like, yo, Seahawks, y'all good? That's all I said. Angry. They're good now. Which is, you know, they're Seahawks, they're Russell Wilson. Like, it's not it's not a big surprise. But they're good now. Or they're playing good. You know, everyone's like, the Eagles, they're terrible, they're trash. You, Nate, Nate, you suck. Uh, and I'm like, hold up. I don't even play for the Eagles. I'm just a fan. Like, I'm truly just a fan of the Eagles. And now I suck because my team isn't playing that great. We, um, obviously I'm not mad at all, but like, I just feel like the NFL fans compared to NBA fans, NBA fans are more peaceful. Uh, they just enjoy watching good basketball. And at the end of the day, it's like, yo, you, we know, like, I feel like, uh, you know, this whole idea of parody, um, in the leagues, like the NFL has parody, like you never know, like you have no idea until maybe like week 12, like, who's in the playoffs, like, for real, for real, but in the NBA, you know, like, the Warriors are going to be on top, the Lakers are going to be good in there somewhere, OKC is going to be in there somewhere, like, you know the teams that are going to be good, and you know the teams that aren't going to suck, like, Phoenix Suns, they ain't going to be good, like, no, and no one's surprised, like, the Sacramento Kings, can you name a player on the Sacramento Kings? I think I think uh, Fox is on the Kings, but can you name another player on the Kings? Oh, and Jackson. But besides them, can you name another player on the Kings? Can you name the coach of the Kings? I can't do those two things. 
So, like, and that doesn't show, like, uh, you know, the team's bad. But if no nameable people, like, it truly, it, sh- it, it should mean that there's no good people on the team. But back to the NBA. I'm super excited about it. Can't wait. Uh, Lakers are going to be good. Uh, God is good. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying God loves the Lakers, but, yo, God loves the Lakers. Like, man, he truly does love the Lakers. Um, so I'm super excited about that. Can't wait for that. And go Lakers, uh, go Eagles, and um, go Cubs in a couple months. <laughs> but, yeah, sports are, like, I'm meeting the pinnacle of kind of, like, my life, like, the sweet season of my life. I love October, Halloween, you know. I love November. Christmas music is appropriate all of the time, starting November 1st. Like, I'm not that guy that's like, no, you have to wait. Nuh-uh. Mm-mm. November 1st, I will be all up in that Christmas music. Up on the house top. Like, I can't sing, but you get it. Okay? Like, I'm going to be all up in that Christmas music. And that's all I'm listening to. There's no such thing as too early. Jesus is all around me all the time. Like, I'm celebrating the birth of Jesus 24-7. There's no problem with that. So that's what I'm going to do. So people want to people get mad about it. Like they really, they're just salty, and you just gotta stop being salty. All right. Okay. Cool. Our next what's the haps is celebrity couple news. The only reason I'm putting this is uh, so Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande, uh, Grande, whatever. No, Ariana Grande um, are broken up. Okay. Now you're like Nate. What is what is this podcast? Why are we talking about this? This is why I'm talking about this. The what's the haps has less to do with them because I don't care and more to do with why do we care about celebrity couples so much? Can anyone answer that question? Like, I I just always wonder why we care so much about people that we never meet. And that's, I mean, I love Andy Mineo and I love the cry, like all these dudes, right? But like, I'm not, so developed into a person that if I saw that they got divorced like a celebrity that I saw that they got divorced I'd be like so upset but you got people crying out here and homeboy got tattoos of her like you know her bunny ears and all that stuff on her on him you tripping now listen I don't know this much about it the only reason I'm sharing all this is uh because I was at a young life club tonight and after Young Life Club, we talked about, like, the whole Ariana Grande and, like, yo, it was insane. It was insane. Like, people cared so much. They were like, what? Ariana Grande broke up with, no way, I'm so sad. Like, people were just so sad about it. And why do we care about celebrity couples so much? I just don't get it. If someone can give me an explanation that will help me understand and I understand why we love celebrities. I mean, it's kind of the same way where I love sports, right? So I'm sorry. Like, it's kind of the same thing. So I'm just kind of c- coming to this realization right now that I'm a big old hypocrite because I'll cry over some sports. I'll get mad. I'll, it'll ruin my day over some sports. But, uh, yeah, celebrity couples. And that leads me kind of to my next conversation, my next what's the haps. And Kanye's tripping. Yeah. We're going to talk about that. Kanye is tripping. Okay, so how do I... Sorry for these deep breaths. Um, 
Kanye uh, is out here rocking a MAGA hat, uh, make America great again, whatever that means, blah, 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 not here for that, but he's wearing a hat, uh, going everywhere, saying whatever he wants, make it using, uh, you know, the SNL and whatever as uh, political statements, and whatever, um, he dressed up as a Perrier bottle, um, made a song with Lil Pump, which is terrible, um, I listened to it a couple times. I, I mean, I can't even get through it because there's no, I just can't. Um, it's just all bad. Yeah, yeah, he's tripping. Kanye, whatever his name is, he changed his name like five times. Whatever. Kanye's tripping. Um, dressed up as a box, which I would try to dress up as for Halloween because uh, that box is dope. I don't care what you're saying, uh, but Kanye's tripping. This is what I realized, and this is when I come into the, um, to kind of, kind of, kind of the political sphere a little bit. This is what I understand about Kanye. Kanye is dealing with mental health issues, like, straight up. Like, he is. Like, he's struggling with mental health. But, we can't speak on Kanye's life with certainty Unless we know him. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like when I have these conversations about Ye, and I hear these conversations about Kanye, um, or even a celebrity that is in faith, like, um, and I'm not saying Kanye is in faith, uh, but he he made an album which, to me, like, helped me minister to kids. Now, some of the songs were terrible. But, like, the first song, like, where he's, like, this is a God dream, like, Kids love that. Like I'll still, I'll still, I'll still play that. But it's getting harder for me too, because this boy Ye is tripping. That's what I mean. Is what I find in in Kanye and in his music is, um, like it's whatever. Like it's cool, but I I don't get the same old Kanye. And I think this is why people care so much about Kanye. Is Kanye was a guy who made a lot of people who were um, are a little bit older than me appreciate rap and appreciate music because he made good fun music he was different and he was talented he is talented like my brother like he struck like he's like man Kanye's tripping because he loved I knew he loved Kanye college drop like he loves these albums like they changed his life I like, mean you go over to his little iPod or his little mp3 player and it's just so much Kanye in there it's insane but this whole idea of yeah is tripping like it's true like yeah is tripping and it's a mental health issue um but even more than that it's an issue of um why do we as people that don't know him uh, try to place these names over him like i <laughs> it's so funny to see um what he's being called and what he's named like do i believe Kanye is tripping in all sorts of ways that um go against my belief systems yes like that he's riding with someone um, that's hateful, like riding with a, a brand that's hateful to me, to me, again, to me, I believe like, yes, like I struggle with that. I struggle with the idea that a dude that I love so much is now kind of on this wave and wearing these hats that really hurt me and so many of his fans. They hurt me and his fans. And, and that is true. You know, I think I'm trying to walk this line of don't make any political statements, but this is my line. Like, 
the reason I believe so many people are angry with Kanye and it's kind of like this, this is because one, our country's in division anyway. Our country is in a season of, of just being divided and truly just not in a place of health. But this is what I will tell you. This country can get out of this, but this country needs leaders to help them get out of it. And, and the leaders are you. Like, these leaders are truly you. But within that, like, we have to understand that Kanye is tripping. Yes. But it's not our, it's not our call, it's not our job to call him names, to call him this and that, and say that he can't do this or that, and that he doesn't get it. Or, you know, whatever. Like, I, I believe our job as humans and as believers and Christ followers is, yo, Kanye tripping, but man, I got a message to share. I got a message to preach and to share hope uh, and love to people. Hope and love. That's what I got. Hope and love. So, yes, yeah, he's tripping. I've had so many conversations with people where they're like, man, Kanye, Kanye's tripping. What do you know, Nate? I'm like, what? I don't, I, I, I don't know any, like, I don't know anything, but I know as much as you do. So that's how much I know. Like, I, 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 like, I really don't know how to respond to that question because I don't know Kanye but yeah Kanye's tripping uh, I'm not here to say he's up in the sunken place but Kanye's tripping um, and uh, I believe why I hurt some people is because they support and love him they love they love they love Kanye you know I miss the old Kanye like truly I miss the old Kanye um, and I'm not and you know he's not a rapper of faith or any of this thing but he's a rapper who made me fall in love with rap like, he truly did make me fall in love with rap and rap music. Like, he did. And he didn't change my faith or change any of that. Like, no. Uh, you know, guys like Andy Manuel Lecrae did that. But Kanye did help me understand what rap was and uh, fall in love with rap music and kind of understand, like, you know, rap rhythms and different kinds of beats. Like, that's what Kanye did for me. Um, and, 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 and it sucks. It sucks to see this, like, kind of downfall and whatever. Um but again, we I don't believe I don't have any I don't have any say in what Kanye does. Like Kanye is a man, he can do what he wants. Like straight up. And I know that makes him you know he needs to, no he ain't serving you. Like he's serving himself. Like he's him. Sorry, but that's that's what he's doing. And I don't know where his faith is at. And that's not my spot to that's not my that's not my thing to call. I can't call that. So, yo. I miss the old Kanye. <laughs> I miss the old Kanye, uh, but y'all Kanye's tripping, and uh, you know, I, I, me personally, I will always take a stand for love, and I always take a stand for peace and hope, um, and I believe those are not the things that um, he is with, so I can't listen to the music straight up, like you know, like if it's against my heart, I'm not gonna listen to it. So, ayo, that is what the haps is. Now let's go into lead well, young leader. <laughs> Lead well, young leader. How do we lead in the world of social media today? How do we help a generation feel close to a God and feel community when they feel more lonely every day? How do we make sure that people know Jesus constantly when they have social media? 95% of students say that they have access and access to a smartphone constantly and access to social media constantly. How do we teach teens 
to rely on Jesus and be patient on the things that God is doing when they can get someone's tweet, someone's Snapchat, and someone's Facebook. They ain't using Facebook no more. And the click of a button or a tap of a screen. These are questions I ask myself. These are questions I uh, I struggle with. These are things I struggle with. Social media isn't just affecting our youth. It's affecting every single aspect of God's creation. We are becoming addicted to our phones. And that's not a surprise to you. You're not surprised by that statement. But we might be surprised by it is the consensus of students that say social media is good for them. It is. It, it, it allows us to connect to our friends and to know who our people are. And like truly like social media does great things for me. Like it does do great things for me. Like, like I can connect with my friends and I can talk to friends across the state and, and I don't need to have their number, which is weird. Like I can connect with people. But yo, it's real in our lives. In a world that's constantly fleeing from Jesus, we ask, but why? And social media is right in front of us saying, <laughs> me. <laughs> I'm the reason. Like, I, I'm the reason why. I, I struggle with this, man, like, with social media, and I struggle with for students, man. Like, man, I'll go hang out with uh, with some students, and after I hang out with them, they, or when I hang out with them, they're on their phones the whole time, the whole time. Like you, you can't, you truly can't get away from them on their phones. They're Snapchatting this. They can, they can pull up a video on the tap of a button. Like they can do all these things. And let me stop and say, I'm 20. I can do these things too. I fall into this this generation in this line. I fall into this heart. It, it makes sense as to why this is happening. But yo, it rules our lives today. Man, it's it's taken away from the conversation that we can have with people. I remember when I was a kid when I didn't have a phone and I didn't know what a touch screen was except my leapfrog and I wasn't fun to carry around. I know how to conversate with people. I know how to have conversation. I have social anxiety. Like, sometimes I have anxiety to speak to people because I'm like, where's my phone? Where's my phone? Man, it's just so much easier to text somebody than to call somebody. We ask, why are our students more lonely every day? We ask, why are our students uh, don't know God every day? And it's because of the thing that's in their pocket. <laughs> Strangely enough. They have the ability to download the Bible and understand God's word at the same time. They have the ability to cyber bully. It affects these students' lives because too they lose these things. They have a sense of loneliness. Because after they turn off the phone or they're not getting the text and they go into a community where they say, hey, you need to talk to us. They don't want to do it. Why? Because they don't feel comfortable doing so. They don't understand it. They don't get conversation. Isn't that sad? Like, they don't get... And some teens do this well and can play it off and be like, yo, I know what I'm doing. But a lot of teens, man, they have no idea what they're doing. They have no, they have no idea how to get through this alone, one could say. 
or get through this at all. They, they don't. They don't know. And I, and I don't like speaking in days and them's and whatever. But like, mm-mm. and also losing a sense of privacy. The world, like, there's nothing wrong with have some privacy. But what's happening is friends are letting their uh, f- the. The young people are letting their friends know everything that they're doing all of the time. Instagram story mode, right? Like, you can let someone know everything that you're doing all of the time. You know, I have people. Uh, I don't post a lot on Instagram. Um, I, I, I love stories. Uh, that's just me. Uh, I love being humorous on stories. But I don't post a lot on Instagram. And, and I don't really post a lot about, you know, my relationship. Like, I'll post, you know, in the huge um uh what's it milestones like the huge milestones i'll post about and, I, and i'll say hey man, this happened and this happened and this ha-. like awesome thing i'm so thankful and like all of these things and just cool things that god's doing in my life to update people that truly do care because i have people that follow me that do care but i was watching this video when it said we constantly feel the need to update our social medias all of the time but why? Why do you need to know? <laughs> why? And I ask myself that question. Why do I feel the need to update someone on everything that I'm doing? They don't need to know. Like, yeah, me and Julie had a great time going out to eat. <laughs> you don't need to know. Like, yeah, we, we had a great time doing this and doing You don't need to know. Not because I don't want you to know, but because I can enjoy the time just with the people that are there. So we lose a sense of privacy and we lose a sense of moments because everyone now gets to live the moment with us. And we don't get individualized moments and individualized experiences with our friends and our people. That's what I believe how it affects our life. And how it affects our students. So how do we help students? Accountability. Man, I my phone, like, I try to turn it off around 10 every night. Obviously, there's some nights I can't do that. But my phone turns on do not disturb at 10. Straight up. Because I go to bed around 11, 12, 1. Um, but I go to <laughs> my phone, do not disturb, 10. So does my, um, my uh, iPad, which is my computer. All of those go off, 10. I try to stay off of them. Mm, don't need them. You know, I'll text back and forth with um, with different people, but that's not the goal. One, because I don't want work to come through at that time. And second, like, it helps me grow. Students. Man, I have students who, um, who their parents make them turn off their phones at like eight, put them, in the, put them in the living room. I like that. It's a good idea. How about our friends get away? You know, I think so much of this youth, um, this youth, so much of our youth is based around social media. Um, and what I learned from a pastor recently is that um, our generation wants to publish, 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 publish. Like, no reason I'm making, you know, duh, I'm making this podcast. I just want to publish things out there. Like, I want people to see what I'm doing. Blah. But also in publishing, what I found in this generation, in my generation, is that we're also super critical on ourselves and we want approval we need approval on what we're doing a certain amount of likes a certain amount of what we're doing if i don't get this i'm gonna delete it you know i literally have 
I know students who will post something, didn't get enough likes, didn't get enough views, delete. Straight up, you know, like, I'll delete after, and they really do. So all I'm saying is, like, in social media, how can we help? Accountability. Give students accountability. Help students out. The same ways that you see social media impacting your life, it's impacting a student's life 10, 13, 14, 15, 20 times fold. Students constantly can be updated, but we don't need to be. There was once a point I was in this time period for a very small amount of my time of my life. But there was once a point when we had no instant updates. Like when if I wanted to go and check my social media, I had to boot on the um, I had to boot on the desktop computer. Had to load. It was super slow. Internet sucked. Uh, I didn't have dial up. I don't know what that is. Boo, boo. You know, everyone makes some jokes. Boo, boo. And like, I don't know what that means. I know what internet is. Um, but like all the internet and like you had to sit there and you went to MySpace and it told you everything. And after that, you had nothing else to do. That was the only website that was popping. But now there's so many websites. There's so much social media. We get news this quick. It's 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 actually insane. I've actually turned off email on my phone. Because what I realized is I was going through email so much um, that it didn't help. So as there are so many people that want instant replies from me, you're not going to get it. You will get an email from me when I hop on my computer. And then I'll go through my emails and I'll reply as need be. But what I realized is social media has runs my life. It, it it ran it it runs my life and I'm trying to get away from like I'm truly trying to flee from social media, getting off of them, turning them off, turning notifications. Oh, turn your notifications off from your um from your social medias. This will help. This will this one will help your students. Challenge your students to turn off their social media notifications. Because what happens? What happens? We get the notification right. So we get the notification and then. We send it. So after we get the notification, um, we, um, you know, so now now we're on the website or we're on the app and now we're scrolling forever. We're going, we're going and we're going and we're going. And that's how what, how we get trapped. And that's what social media wants us to do. Get on, see the sponsored ads, click and we buy something for forty dollars that we didn't know that we were going to buy that night. Ain't that what happens? Come on, we're going to get out of your mind. But uh, anyway. Um, that really will help. And that's what I've done is like social media. Like I'm, I'm trying to turn notifications off. I'm slightly addicted to it. So so I'll, I'll be honest. It's hard to do sometimes. Like it's hard to do these things because, uh, I feel like I got to be connected and youth leader lead. Well, young leader, have a time when you turn off too. like, I know the kids need me. They need, Mm. it's okay. They can wait. You know, I always, I always, what I always do is, um, my phone. I have it. If the, if they call twice, it's an emergency, and they need me. But man, like, I can't leave myself twenty four seven on, because I'll never have a time of rest, and no one will get, no one uh, in my personal life will get fully me. Because everyone else gets fully me, and then they get, you know, leftover Nate, and no one wants leftover Nate. <laughs> you know. They want me, Nate. Me, Nate. So lead well, young leader. Social media, it, it can kind of, it, it can be, it can be tough. But yeah, we can get through it and we got this together. Lead well, young leader. I also want to let you guys know, 
um, is that there there's some changes to the show. And also, I never really told you guys how I want how I was going to put out these shows. So what will happen is one week it will be a lone episode with me kind of talking what's the haves, talking social, you know, not social media, talking um, lead well, young leader in a story. And then the other episode, the other episodes would be short interviews, 20, 25, 30 minutes with different people in my life that I that I love, <laughs> like truly that I love uh, everyone that you have heard on the show so far are just people that have impacted me. That's it. Like that. Those are the only things. Um, so that's kind of the update is that what is that one week you will get a lead well um, young leader and kind of just a me alone episode that you can say. And then um, you will also get an interview with some of, you know, again, with some of the best people uh, that I know and people that love me and I love them. And maybe you might even get some people that inspire me, some bigger people out here. Who knows? Um, But hey, please keep on sharing this podcast. It's been going great. I'm loving it. Putting out content. Uh, Keep sharing it. Um, Again, this is for everyone, uh, you know, focused on youth leaders. But again, for everyone that just enjoy sports, having a good time and laughing like that's who it's for. So again, thank you so much for listening to the Youth of the Nation podcast. Keep it real. Keep it love. Peace. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Youth of the Nation podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and don't forget to check us out next week. Also, if you want to communicate with me, there's a Google form which you can send any feedback, questions, or even a shout out to me. Go ahead and check that out in the description. And also follow me on Instagram at underscore Kybird. Again, at underscore Kybird. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram. Keep it real. Keep it love. Peace.